Good evening, folks. Zach Flock here with you, and this is Shop Talk Live. Uh, let me bring in my co-host on this little adventure, Nicole Lossie. Nicole, how are you doing? Hi, I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing well. Uh, tonight, we are talking about Silent Sky, uh, which is really exciting. Yes. Um, the show started last weekend um, via live stream. So, you know, our first ever live stream production, it's been a unique experience, I think, for all involved. So tonight we'll be talking to a couple of those folks who are involved. Actually, a lot, more than a couple. <laughs> We're going to go like full Brady Bunch on the screen here in a minute. We're full so, house. Um, absolutely. It is a full house indeed. So um, I want to go to my list here. We got a whole bunch of people we want to bring in. So let's start off by bringing in... Uh, the esteemed director of Silent Sky, that would be Britty Lee, and also our stage manager extraordinaire, uh, that would be Brittany Shaw. So I think we got them both. Yeah, look, there they are. Hello. Hello. How's it going? So Brittany, correct me if I'm wrong, but if all goes right during a live stream of Silent Sky, we should never see you, right? <laughs> this is correct. That's right. Yeah, I'm but not prepared are, to be on screen. <laughs> but you're there as as a backup, no? Like in, in case is that I believe that's one of the one of the contingencies. That's like it? a contingency yeah. plan like X, I think. Okay. It's Brittany right. Shaw appears right. on screen. I'd love to know what A through X all are. One <laughs> yeah, of I don't know if we have time to talk through all of them, but uh in this era of live streaming, I do know that that's something that we talked about was making sure that you know, if something happens that, that we're ready to roll with it. So yeah. such as live theater, such as live streaming. Yeah, um, it's all live. As we saw tonight, we got started a little later than intended tonight because uh, Zoom and Facebook didn't feel like talking to each other for a minute, but we're here. So um, I guess before we bring in the whole company, um, I'd love to to talk to to Brittany and Brittany and, and Nicole, obviously, as well, um, about kind of how we ended up where we are. Um, we auditioned this show back in March um, and Nicole, you're on creative team as well. So you're involved in, in the kind of planning uh, process of everything. Um, we auditioned at the beginning of March and we were planning a traditional stage reading and um, very quickly kind of had to change course. So Brittany, I don't know if you want to start us off with kind of how that happened and, and what we, what we did. Yeah. Well, I mean, the first thing was um, just kind of waiting. Like the first thing we did was like, we don't know what's going to happen. So let's just wait. Um, and in theory, nothing should have happened. But I got a little um, rowdy, rambunctious. And I said, well, why don't we just keep doing what we were doing? And so we ended up uh, started doing like virtual rehearsals at that point, which was just for me to utilize the time. <laughs> I was like, extra time. Let's just get in real deep. Um, but then it started to like slowly be like, well, the next step I think is we're going to have to live stream from the theater. Like, that was the first thing that you and I had talked about, Zach, was going into Drama Shop and then exporting out of Drama Shop via live stream. Right. We were still at that point where we could gather, I think it was 10 people. Yeah. Um, was was the limit initially mm -hmm. and so we thought we have a cast of six yeah um and we immediately got on the phone with greg hardner from grise av and and kind of said okay greg what are our options how can we um get that production to happen from the theater with a cast of six mm -hmm. with a crew of no more than four people um 
you know, from our traditional kind of light and sound folks to also um, the actual live stream technology. How could we do that? So yeah, yeah that was, that was, you want to go down the list of plans, Nicole, that was plan A. Okay. Or I would say I plan B. Plan I'm B. Plan notes. A was obviously to do the show as usual. Yeah. Plan B was to live stream it from our theater yeah. with probably, you know, Brittany in the light, in the light uh, booth doing lights and sound yeah. and and Brittany, I was going to do a camera. Brittany was going to be on maybe another camera or, yeah. um, you know, different scenarios like that. So, but then that went out the window. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So then plan C, C. <laughs> was, um, you know, live stream from everybody's homes. And I personally, like, I've got a lot of experience with like film and tech and live streaming. And like, that's something that I've done in the past, but I wasn't expecting that to be a solution coming from drama shop um but i got like a text one morning that was like we're going to plan c and i was like all right <laughs> i think it go. actually did say just that too it was like <laughs> plan c is a go yeah yeah which you know is the plan c is live stream from everybody's homes um and obviously i had talked to the cast before that of saying hey first of all the first thing i had talked to everybody was are you comfortable live streaming just as a concept because you know that changes things it changes the rhythm it changes how you're going to do the show and then the second question was does everyone feel comfortable live streaming from their homes um and and, and even the question before all of that was does everyone still want to be a part of this because things are on hold we're not sure what the timing looks like and literally everyone was like we want to do the show and we want to be a part of this um and the fact that everyone said yes and then kept rolling with plan C and then throwing everything else at them was just like incredible. And I'm just very lucky to have worked with such a great group of people. Um, but yeah, so then it got to let's live stream from everyone's homes. Um, and then that got into kind of more my wheelhouse where I was like, all right, let's let's figure out what I can do to make each person's tech set up for the most amount of success as possible, um, which if anyone wants to know, I have a list of that too. <laughs> I have many <laughs> lists here. Well, and I should mention too, I mean, one of our chief considerations, like you said, Brittany, was does everyone still want to do this? Yeah. You know, recognizing mm -hmm. what's going on and we're all living in this, this different world now where we're working from home or we're, mm -hmm. um, you know, isolated at home and, you know, whatever the circumstances of each individual are, I could certainly understand and appreciate that, Silent Sky at Drama Shop may not be the top priority for everybody. Right. right. Um, you know, Brittany, I think you and I talked about like for us personally, and you kind of hinted at this already, like theater is what we do and, and we're sort of compulsive about it. Like, yeah. so to me, the idea of not doing Silent Sky at all, if, if that had been the decision that the cast, you know, all agreed to, then yeah, yeah that's what we would have done. But then sure. it would have been a question of, what can we do instead of that? Right. So, um, you know, but part of, I think our calculus to say, yeah, let's move forward was the fact that when you and I reached out to the casting crew that to a person, they all said, yeah, I want to do this. Even though we delayed it a month, originally yeah. this was going to be end of March, beginning of April. And everybody still said, you know, I still want to do it. There was a little bit of, well, let me check and see if my other commitments are going to happen or not. And then we all ended up in a place where, pretty much all our commitments kind of got shelved. Right. Yeah. So then this, everyone I think felt like, yeah, let's, and I don't want to speak for the cast. We're going to bring them on in a minute and they can speak for themselves. But um, you know, we certainly would not have moved forward if the folks involved weren't so enthusiastic about moving forward. Yeah. Very true. So Brittany, I'd love to get 
your take. You've stage managed for Drama Shop before. You've performed for Drama Shop a number of times as well. What's it like stage managing in this particular setup? You're not in the same room as the cast. Like mm-hmm. it's a staged reading, so it's already a little different in terms of you're not right, typically yeah. prompting people. What's mm-hmm. it been like for you to stage manage this? Yeah, it really went from kind of it dipped in priorities. And then as we went on, they shot back up. It was kind of odd. Um, Yeah, because usually as a stage manager, you're dealing with props, which we didn't have, costumes, which we didn't have, um, keeping on book, which it being a reading meant that that wasn't even a thing. Um, So for a while I was sitting at rehearsals, taking notes and that was about it. But then when we started bringing in all the uh, tech stuff, (laughs) <laughs> things got a little crazy I think between Brittany and I we have five monitors going during the show um, yeah yeah it got a little hectic at the end but it's it's yeah it's so different but it's kind of similar to working up in the booth I guess at this point yeah yeah it's it's been a different experience I think for all of us <laughs> Now, normally a stage manager uh, is calling the cast if they're uh, running late to the space. Are you still calling people if they're late to jump on you to your uh, Zoom rehearsal and ask what's <laughs> yeah, going on? Yeah, we have a, a Facebook chat for the cast that is very well used. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm curious about that. And I'll admit, like, not being a part of this cast and, you know, being in my home here while you guys are in your homes there, I haven't really been a part of that sort of pre-show ritual and I will call it a ritual because typically for every production we have a very regimented schedule call is usually at seven warm-ups you know green room that kind of thing Brittany what is your pre-show or Britty, whichever one of you wants to answer that what is the pre-show for this how does that work when everyone's separate and at what point do you start freaking out if someone's not on the zoom call <laughs> Brittany um, you can go well, for pre-show, we, we've kept to the drama, drama shop schedule as much as we can. Um, we call it seven like we usually do. Uh, we do vocal warm-ups, uh, physical warm-ups, things like that. And we've kept green room, too. So um, at drama shop, as you guys know, we have the, the mask that we hand around to yeah. everyone. And we've, we've kept with that. I mean, obviously, we can't physically I had no idea. It, but yeah. Yeah, that's we're awesome. Keeping with it. Yeah, that's very cool. At the end of the day, it's still a theatrical production because, and mm-hmm. and from my perspective, there's so many different ways that this could be approached. Um, but the fact that it's still a staged reading, and we're still approaching it with the like structure of a theatrical production. Um, we've got a stage manager, and everyone's reading their lines. Like it's still a theatrical production, and so to me personally, I thought that was really important that we still kept with that that rhythm and that system, especially because everybody here is also a theater performer. Um, whereas, like if I was working with a bunch of say like film actors, and we were doing like a film version of something via live stream, it'd be a whole different setup. Um, yeah. But it's still it's still a theatrical production and it's still a drama shop production. So I thought it was important that we still pass the mass around. Um, I thought it was important that we do a little bit of green room. Um, green room is a great time for us to talk about like there are people that are going to show up. It doesn't feel like it because you're sitting in your home and nobody's there. But there are people that are going to show up like moments for us to still kind of feel that reality of it being a staged production without the like physicality of that. Yeah. 
Um, I think maybe that's a good opportunity for us to bring in the cast and chat with them. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, let's, let's see if we can do that. <laughs> First, let's bring in Hannah Richardson, who plays Henrietta Levitt. There's Hannah. How you doing, Hannah? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. Uh, next up, we've got Emma Richardson. Sisters, no? <laughs> Uh, yeah, yes. I like, we're a little related, I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Emma, of course, plays Margaret Levitt, so you play sisters in the show as well. And I, you two are in the same house right now, right? Yes. Separate rooms, same house. All right, uh, let's bring in Judy Stowe. Judy plays Wilhelmina Fleming. Hello. Should I be Scottish or not? <laughs> I think you can drop the accent so for tonight. Too. All right, cool. Uh, we'll bring in your partner in crime next. We have Shar Newport, who plays Annie Cannon. Hello. All right. And then we've got uh, Zach Hoffman. Zach plays Peter Shaw. Last but not least, we have our narrator, Robin Rastatter. Hi. There she is. All right. There it is, everybody. The cast and crew of Silent Sky. <laughs> Okay, so um, I would love to talk about, uh, first of all, several of you are new to Drama Shop. Um, Hannah, Robin, Emma, this would be your first Drama Shop show. So <laughs> Hannah, maybe you could start off first. Um, what what made you decide to audition for this? I remember writing this on my like audition slip too, um, that it was the write-up that I saw on Facebook and then reading the list of characters. Like I, I haven't personally been involved in a production that's got so many women on stage like at once um so to me that's really exciting um so it's like I have to be a part of this and then for women who are just trailblazers um I like had to be a part so anytime that it was like when Brittany was like oh this is what we're doing do you still want to do it I was like yeah yes count me in like I, I have to be a part of this like they're so amazing these ladies um Emma what brought you to us this is going to sound very sappy, but very Hannah, sappy. my sister. <laughs> That's great. Um, yeah, she kind of fueled my love for acting when I was in high school. And I've always just kind of watched her and tried to follow in her footsteps. And so she went, Emma, this is so cool. We can play sisters. <laughs> like, we don't get this opportunity very often. And it's a great script, too. Great script, too. And we've always wanted to work with Drama Shop. We just never had before. So we were, yeah, let's go to this audition. And we had a blast auditioning. Like even just the audition process was so much fun. The way it was yeah. run, everybody we met there. It was just, yeah, Hannah. <laughs> and there was so much talent in that room too. I remember watching auditions and just thinking like, man, we've definitely got the people to do it. And Brittany, you've got some tough decisions to make and yeah. well done. Thank you. <laughs> well done. Um, Robin, you're new to Drama Shop as well. I am. So how did you end up in the crazy mix that is Drama Shop? Well, I did a lot of musicals and stage crew when I was in high school. And so I already had like a really deep seated love for theater in all regards. And then my friend Pam actually her son I believe did a show and so she posted a lot about drama shop and then this happened to come up into my news feed and I was like oh I'll give it a try and I just like I ended up loving the whole premise of the show and like drama shop in itself is very welcoming and warm and I just I don't know it was great 
That's really awesome to hear. We try to be welcoming and warm. <laughs> um, and it must work because several of you have, have come back after previous experiences. So Judy, what brought you back? Uh, what brought me back? I can't stay away from theater. Um, I just, you had mentioned something earlier, Zach, about when we were thinking about putting this together and thinking maybe that even though it was yours and Brittany's top priority, it wasn't necessarily our top priority. And I had to disagree with you right at that point because this is my top priority. This is what is, is getting me through all of this. This is what feeds me. And also it's talking about this is not what I do. This is who I am. You know, I do my job during the day, but theater is my heart, you know, so I had to do it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I totally understand that. Um, Char, this is your second drama shop stage reading. Is that right? Yes. Uh, last year, A Bright Room Called Day was the first time I was ever on stage. It was my introduction into theater. And so when I saw there was another, and between then and now, I've done three other shows. And so now I saw this coming up and I said, absolutely, let's do it. And I was reunited with Zach Hoffman, who was also involved in A Bright Room Called Day. And yes, I'm actually the only one who, I've never met anyone else in the cast besides Zach because we only had one actual rehearsal and I was sick for the rehearsal. And so I've never actually met anyone. I've only ever done it on, uh, <laughs> done it this way. So. I don't think any of you actually have bodies or anything. <laughs> you don't no. exist. Right. So Only from here up. Yeah, you don't exist below your shoulders as far as I'm concerned. But I love so, Drama Shop. And I, I'm, I was heartbroken that the next one is canceled because I was already to uh, audition for that. Yeah. No, I believe me, I feel that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that's you, you mentioned that there was one in-person rehearsal and you actually were unable to attend that and that was the last rehearsal the only rehearsal in person um before we had to shut down so yeah. that I, I had forgotten that that yeah you have not actually worked with these folks in person yeah. in the same room at all now i met i knew zach from before and uh Brittany obviously from the audition and that was it so yeah I can't well, wait till we all actually we've gotten meet. to know each other so well. We've <laughs> yeah. become so close. Absolutely. I, I can't. I am going to hug you guys so hard. <laughs> <laughs> so, so tell me about that. Like how, and Brittany, maybe you start us off and then others jump in. Sure. How do you rehearse in this, in these conditions? Well, the first thing, so there was actually a learning curve, I think for all of us, um, myself included, even though like I've, done things of a little bit similar to this before um not exactly of the scale um we started off with uh using a different platform to join together to run rehearsals and it, it just wasn't working so we ended up basically doing like phone call rehearsals because we really didn't get to see each other's video off the bat but the thing about it that i thought was useful is all we would do in rehearsals is what you do in a typical rehearsal is just read read it, talk about it if we needed to kind of uh, go over stuff. Um, but I thought that doing it the first chunk without seeing each other actually worked for us because we got to experience just the text. Like what is the text? What's important about the text? Um, and without getting caught up in the 
facial acting that that came after um, we really got to dive right into it um, and then we transferred over to um, using zoom as a platform which helped us get comfortable as we move forward to using zoom as the final um, presentation platform and um, utilizing that platform um, was super helpful because every because it worked for everybody and we figured out how to make video and sound work successfully um, but and then it just became a show up uh, when rehearsals start and here's the things we're gonna run um, let's go over anything that needs a little bit of extra help um, let's make sure that everybody has good internet so that we're not experiencing both a lag and reading incorrectly or not incorrectly but like having reading difficulties for the script um so doing everything we could to set ourselves up for success for it feeling like we're in the same room and then being able to also know that this is how we're going to present it as well zach hoffman i'll go to you for this what's sure. it like acting in this little box when you're used to acting on the drama shop stage um it, it was a huge challenge for me um in the beginning as you as you probably are aware i'm very expressive when I'm on the stage, both here and with these things and with every limb of my body, I'm very much in. And to learn to only really be able to use, you know, what you see in front of you, minus my hands, because I don't pick them up in front of my face. It's a little weird. Um, has been very cool to learn how to do it and also scary and harder than I thought. I like to imagine that you've all just been sitting in these same spaces since this past weekend's performances. I basically And that have. you're just like waiting on demand for the show to start. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, I what appreciate it feels that. Like. I, I, that is what it feels like. We're all like, wearing our adult thinking. diapers and yeah, we yeah. high rooms. It's true. See, those are the secrets that you don't get. Yeah. Until you get the behind the scenes. The backstage, exactly. exactly. Right. Yeah. I do want to jump yeah. in on that real quick and just say that um, it was really a, a balance for me to balance both my experience as a film director and as an artist, just a storyteller, um, and being able to jump back into directing for theater. I actually kind of reeled that back as the process went on because I was like, in essence, we are doing a theater show, but also I do have some experience on how to act in the box. How, yeah. like, what does that mean? What does that sound like? Here are some things you get to do on screen that you would not be able to do on stage. One of my favorite notes that I ever got to give was I could be like, you can go really, really small. <laughs> because you can hear it because you've got a microphone right next to you whereas if we were on stage you gotta let the back row get the same performance as the front row yeah and that's not really a note that you get to give on stage at no. all right? like go <laughs> really really small and that just was... to point out how good we are at juggling technical difficulties <laughs> we lost nicole for a while <laughs> yeah, during this we... conversation <laughs> At first, I thought gone. she was just sitting really still, but <laughs> she was frozen. Uh, we That'd got her back. Really good so trick welcome during back. A, thank you very much. That'd be a good trick during some of my work meetings, though. Just, <laughs> yeah. just really still and then exit. <laughs> just freeze that image right there. I love it. Slowly move I love it. Well, thank you very much for bringing me back in. I hope the echo is gone. So. Yeah, I don't know if it was you or not, but the echo is gone. Knock on wood. Well, and yeah. can I kind of talk about... Um, probably I think one of the only technical difficulties we've had during the production thus far <laughs> crossing <Sure>. our fingers <laughs> happened to me 
And naturally, um, <laughs> I know, right? It never happened like at all during the rehearsal process. We were getting into the second act of the show, coming back from intermission, and I didn't close anything out when I left. My script was gone, and it wouldn't come back up. And we had started the show, we had started going, and I thought everything was going to be okay, and it still oh, no. lagged. Luckily, I had my uh, physical script beside me and was reading from that. But I mean, wow, the ability to <laughs> juggle technical difficulties, everybody in the cast um, really rolled with it. Really, really rolled with it, especially Hannah. Wow. Hannah had to do a whole scene. Bless. Uh, <laughs> with me so half present. <laughs> And I, I, I was watching that night, I will admit, and I, I messaged Brittany and I was like, did something happen? Like, I couldn't quite tell what if something happened or not. But then yeah. I, I did for a split second catch the corner of your script in the frame. And I thought, well, I'm pretty sure they're using digital scripts. So that's weird. But I mean, you know, like anything that happens during live theater, it was like one of those things that you just kind of rolled with. Yeah. It's it's that same experience of rolling with like, you know, something's happening on stage. But the problem is that any anything we could need to roll with is amplified by like six or seven, depending on what's happening. So you yeah. get this like potential of uh, anything that can go wrong a lot. Mm -hmm. um, and there's there's no ability to there's no room for like side conversations short of something like, you know, messenger or something like yeah. that. And I'm sure those of you that are, while you're on camera, your attention is to the screen, right? Yeah. So if Brittany sends you a text, that's like, Hey, you need to adjust your microphone. You're not going to see that while you're on. So right. Right. just yeah. like, I guess that's no different than, you know, when you're on stage and something goes wrong and you can't address it until you come off stage. But um, I'm really curious about what does it feel like to be sitting in a room by yourself, but you're doing a show. I mean, we always talk about the community of theater, right? That it's a collaboration. It's a collaboration. But you're all sitting in homes scattered across Erie County, but doing a show together. What, what does that feel like? Surreal in a way. <laughs> but at the same time, just quickly, that, that the fact that it's theater and film made mm -hmm. it easier for me to deal with. I'd done a little bit of filming and with the filming, the camera does all the work and you just do this and it gets the angles that it needs. So I thought, okay, this is film with people out there. Right. And it kind of made it easier for me to do. I feel like theater in itself just naturally brings everybody together. And so even though most of us haven't really gotten to see each other in person, we, we there's still that connection between us. And so it, even though we're not together, it's always felt like we are anyways. I'm, I'm in love with this process. I think this process has mm -hmm. been so great and so intimate. Mm -hmm. more so than it would be on a stage, especially with a staged reading. And so this, I mean, the, these people are my family, whether they like it or not. Too bad. <laughs> I, think now, I, I think that's how family works, right? And, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, um, but it's family just, could say the same about me, Shark. Yeah, it's, it's true. Yeah. But there's just so much there's just so much chemistry. There's just so much. I mean, I will, if I'm not in a scene, I will sit and I will watch 
you know, I'll watch yeah. Hannah and Zach and I'll be in tears. You know or how many I'll... times we've cried? Oh, <laughs> for the same damn thing! Every single time. Every single time. So it's just so intimate because it's, it's, we're acting to our screens, but then when we're watching our castmates, they're acting right to us. I mean, just like the audience is seeing it and it's, and, and Brittany being in charge of this, that was such a, like that's serendipity universe right exactly <laughs> and, yes. and this uh like judy said this has gotten me through i mean looking forward to this and having this as an outlet during this time has been honest to god one of the most important things to, to get me through yeah. what's been going on and i couldn't be more grateful and more uh overjoyed at having made the connection with with these people to me as like from an acting standpoint you know i'm so used to having people next to me and watching them and like knowing when my cues are and like focusing on all of that. And even the last stage reading I did, um, we still had some movement. So we are still focusing on that and like people are around you. So you're focusing on where to look. This show has forced me to listen. Like above all else, this show has forced me to listen. Because yes, I'm acting with the people, like I can see their reactions, but if I'm in a scene with Hannah, let's be real, I'm like barely watching Hannah's face. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at the camera mm-hmm. so that I can give reactions that the audience can see and then it feels like I'm staring at them because I love that. Um, <laughs> so it's made me listen to the text a lot more, which was not something I was used to doing before, um, which has been different from every other experience I've had. You bring up an interesting point about listening and feeling like a connection with like you're not right in the room with each other, but you still have that connection. And the same thing with the audience. Do you feel and anyone can answer this a connection with the audience still, even though you are behind your screens? For me, no. (laughs) Yeah, I'll be honest. No, it's I know that there is an audience, Mm -hmm. but it's like being on stage and having the curtain closed. That's interesting. You know they're out there, but it's not anything that you can really connect to. Do you think that that affects the nerves you may or may not feel? Yes. Means I don't have very many nerves. No nerves. See, I'm different there. Yeah? Um, I haven't done anything like this, so I think I had even more nerves because I was like, I can't control it or something goes wrong. (laughs) But like, if someone runs a line or something, you can be like, yeah, I can do that. Um, Mm. But if your computer crashes, it's like, I don't know what to do. I'm sorry, guys. Um, (laughs) But also, I still feel a connection with the audience. Like, you can see, like, how many participants there are. But also, there's just... Like a radiating energy. When you look into your lens, you can, it's so much more distilled, your energy. You can really like send it through the waves there. Um, And I connect to that. I don't know. Maybe I sound like a weirdo, but. (laughs) No, I love that. I mean, I would kind of equate that to, you know, when I was in college and I did radio and and you have Mm -hmm. no idea obviously someone's listening right you hope someone's listening (laughs) but yeah you're you're speaking to that audience that you you don't have that immediate connection with that you would have when you're in the room with them I think that that almost makes everything a little more truthful um 
because, you know, sometimes we can get up in our head like, oh, the audience didn't, they didn't jive with that line. Um, But this one, you're just like, I'm doing it for me, for that person in the screen who's in the scene with me. I'm doing it for us and for the script. Like I'm, the words have a taste and like, that's what I'm doing. And so I think it's, it's not a distraction anymore mm-hmm. for me. Um, the words yeah. have become so much more important. Like, like Zach said, like you said, the, it's the words, it's the script, yeah. it's mm-hmm. the story because we don't have those other distractions. Mm-hmm. Like none of my jokes could be landing and I would never know. <laughs> and that's fantastic. Kind of freeing, right? <laughs> well, cause that's you know they're landing freeing. with us cause we think you're hilarious. So. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like boats? so let's talk for a second about the words i mean we picked this show Mm. because we picked it to be a staged reading because of the strength of the language of the text um i'm a, a sucker for lauren gunderson's writing um i'm curious as to you know we we this has happened a number of times at drama shop where I'll use the word serendipity again, the right show at the right moment seems to happen in a way that obviously we could not have predicted when we picked this show a year ago. Um, And yet it's, it's incredibly relevant today. So I'm curious what, what, what you guys have found to be particularly relevant moments in the show or interactions between characters, um, I don't know who wants to start. I'll just put that out there to all of you and, you know, just try not to talk over each other. (laughs) I mean, I can definitely start us off. And I've said this to like literally everyone, but the line in the show, which is not meant to be like the title line, but the line in the show that we've all really connected to is a far, but not a part. Like there's no, there's no, like there's a lot of other moments in the show for sure. And I'll let everyone kind of pick, pick ones that they really like, but that moment, first of all, that moment in, in the script is just so such a great moment but then just that line itself is like such a great encapsulation of like everything that's been happening because like char was saying like we've grown really close even though some of us have never been in the same room together um because we have this like active communication that you might not get with a traditional show because first of all we went through this whole process being like we don't know what's going to happen so let's just keep everybody in the loop and then it went to well let's just talk to each other like we're all going through this like everybody's going through this together and this is our little like oasis that we get so let's help each other get from oasis to oasis basically um and so we've been afar but not apart we are just like such a great example of that line and in 2020 it's very very weird others what did you find that really resonated in the show um i think i'm the i'm pretty sure i'm the first person in the script to say those words um in the show and when i said them on opening night there was something different that hit me that that had never hit me before like it finally went oh that's what like this whole thing i mean this what we're doing right now is what we do every night after the show um and what we've done for months so this whole thing is what this line is is capturing and it's so beautiful um so that has to be one of my favorite uh, well my favorite line in the show for sure my favorite line is the fact that we all become mighty oaks yes. throughout this. We have become mighty oaks. 
out of out of all of this. That's that's my thing. Yeah, stronger. Mm-hmm. Well, it yeah. kind of ties into one of the main themes I find is um, perspective, just analyzing how you look at things. Um, and because it starts with Will saying, oh, we're the dirt from which mighty oaks grow, yeah. mm-hmm. which leads me into one of my favorite parts that I've been thinking a lot about lately, kind of when we were talking about plan A, plan B, plan C is everything doesn't have to change. It shifts. You mm-hmm. kind of pivot mm-hmm. and like a bamboo in the breeze, you kind of just keep going, adapt. And that's why this process is so beautiful because it's just kept on adapting and changing. And it's just like a beautiful moldy ball that you're just, <laughs> you know, you keep changing and every stage is beautiful. You discover something new at every stage. And um, that's beautiful. Yeah. That your energy is constantly shifting and that you're always seeking a fresh and hopefully more positive perspective. I use that line as an example for like, what this show is doing because this show in terms of theater this is very unconventional like i most theaters in not even just in erie like in general have shut down like they're not doing shows at all and then the conversation begins of is this what theater is becoming and first of all the answer is no like (laughs) like theater is gonna be theater there's just gonna be different types of it because you can use the globe still does Shakespeare, like stuff. Not, not everything is modernized. You have different styles of theater. And this is, I think, a new style of theater. But I think that's that's the best way to explain it is everything doesn't change. It shifts. What I love about the play is it's it's feminist, but it's not a feminist play. It's about a romantic relationship, but it's not a romantic play. Mm-hmm. It's about, you know, there's a lesbian couple in it, but it's not an LGBT play. It's not... It's just this uh, uh, telling this beautiful story, this beautiful story in this historical context that if you had told me I would be so invested in a story about, you know, the the women who were pioneering astronomy in the early 1900s, I'd have been like, I'm sorry, what now? Maybe <laughs> astrology, but not astronomy. Like that's crazy. <laughs> but, but just but you the way that it's told it just sucks you right in and it's so beautiful and the characters are so beautiful and and my my character and Judy's character are like this old married couple and we're sniping and we're you know inside jokes and little sarcastic things and it, it's just this beautiful series of snapshots in these characters lives it's I it's it's a breathtakingly beautiful script as far as yeah. I'm concerned yes and I I honestly I'm tearing up at the idea that after this weekend, we're not like, you know, you always have that empty feeling at the end of any play. Char, don't do this. Don't say that. Zach, I think, I think the run of silent sky seems to be extended for some reason. Oh my God. Uh, you are <laughs> speculating wildly. <laughs> I like, you know, at the end of when you're done with a play or end of a run, you, mm-hmm. it's like, it's been such a huge part of your life for this brief, intense time, but this is just so different than any other experience that you guys have just been, you know, part of my very limited contact in the world. And it's, you know, I I can't, I'm really sad just hanging out last night, playing games and, and being (laughs) silly. And, you know, like, I, I hope we continue to do that. 
Well, and I have to say, I, I love that. I, I love that you guys have formed that that bond with each other, especially you know during this time. But you know, there are times where you assemble a cast, and not everybody gels, right? It it happens, and we've all been a part of it. And and sometimes it can, frankly, be the death of the production. Like it can really just inhibit you from from making any advances when you're not working as a team and when you don't have each other's backs. And obviously with the challenges that this production faced, we couldn't have overcome those challenges if you weren't all on the same page and willing to help out and willing to help each other and willing to roll with technical issues and figuring out, you know, what's the best way to use the microphone and what kind of headphones do you or need? Or how to that. use the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> but we got there, oh, right? Pretty, pretty doing all her drive-bys. Oh yeah, dropping off Zach, equipment you know, on porches. To, and... to continue what you're, you were saying about that, uh, the, the camaraderie that we have and the fact that theater always has done this for me anyway, no matter how age... Age isn't an issue um, in theater. And as I get older, uh, the more I realize that because the fact that um, most of the cast is quite a bit younger than I am, the fact that I don't feel that and that we can get together like we did last night and play games. Oh, wait, me? Yeah. Uh, uh, it was just unbelievable. And you did great. Oh, well, yeah. thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Had a lot of fun. We just hung out last night. Right. And how great is that in a normal theater production? Yes, you have that. But in this, we will always be a family. Mm-hmm. I really think, I really feel that. And I'll say one of the things that that truly impressed me as an audience member, and I think more so than most productions, I really was relegated to just audience member. There's not much I can do to help out. I watched and sent some notes and that's about it. But I, I'm so impressed with the relationships that you guys have built. And that probably comes in part from the relationships that you've built off camera, I guess I'll say. Um, yeah. Although it's been on camera because you've not been in the same room. Um, but the characters have such strong connections. and And to convey that is hard enough on stage, but now to convey it through a lens from you know other locations to an audience watching at home and keeping their attention. I mean that that I think is another challenge. Is I'm you know I watch the show on my laptop. How easy would it be for me to also have my TV on watching Netflix or you know doing a million other things and giving you half of my attention, right? Mm-hmm. But you manage to command the full attention of the audience every performance. And I think that's really a testament to the work that you've put into it and to the trust that you've put in Britty as a director and into each other as cast members. So I, I really just have to, to commend you guys on that. I, I know watching it as an audience member, I said to Britty, and I think I said to you guys at the beginning of Tech Week, like I, I knew that a certain amount of people were impressed just by the fact that this show was going on, right? Just that we were doing it. To a lot of people, they went, oh, that's really cool that Drama Shop's doing it. To me, the bigger thing is not only are we doing it, but you guys are doing it really well. I mean, I will pat ourselves on the back and, and say that I'm really pleased with this as a Drama Shop production. And the fact that you've all adapted to the circumstances and provide people with this theater at a time when you know local theater, unfortunately, is, is on pause. Um, 
But I do also want to say that local theater is only on pause and it's going to come back and it's going to be stronger than ever. And just like those of you in this cast have each other's backs, we as a theater community have each other's backs. And, and I said it before and I'll keep saying it until the lights are back on at all of our theaters. When the lights are back on, we are all going to be there for each other and we're all just waiting for that day. So Nicole. We have a couple questions from Facebook. Awesome. Who want to hop over there? One is kind of a, a question. Adam Rossi would like to know, uh, could I join the cast last minute? Because y'all are amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Adam is always welcome in any of my shows. <laughs> Zach Hoffman might have something to say about that. I was, I was actually going to offer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm double cast I'm to step back and watch certain people play Peter already. So I'll do, I'll do it for somebody <laughs> else. True. That's true. That's true. So that's question one. But real question two. Uh, Dan Bainbridge watching says, does the end of this show have more impact for you all? Because no one knows when we'll be able to do anything of this sort again. Oh, Hannah, I, do you want to talk about that? Yeah. Um, Given that you have the final moment of the show. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm just going to totally put you on the spot. <laughs> right. uh, no I'll hopefully rise to the occasion. Um, I, it does hit differently. Um, I think it, it goes back to like Lauren Gunderson's just, writing um but yeah you have that in the back of your mind like but that's just like theater you know you only get one shot you only get a certain amount of time for the run um that that always happens and it's for me it's not that different that we're doing it through a lens um but i i do think that we shift you know henrietta is always going to be with me um so i'm going to take her and for for anything else um and we'll just shift together Anyone else have thoughts on that? It is really disappointing that uh, the next show got canceled because like mm -hmm. Char wanted to audition and I wanted to audition and I don't know about the rest of you, but I was very excited to be able to do another drama shop show. Mm -hmm. And now it's like, who knows when or if I'll be able to again, you know? And so that's, it does make me really sad, but I am incredibly happy that I got the opportunity at all to be with you guys. I do think it's opened this door for us because I know me personally, this whole experience has pushed me a little bit out of my comfort zone, um, just as, in terms of all this whole setup and everything. Whereas it's not really something that was on my radar that I thought of. And it's just, we can be like, hey, I really miss you guys. Do you want to hop on a Zoom meeting? Or <laughs> if we have to go back to Google Hangouts, that's cool. We can no, do that too. no, it's not, it's not. <laughs> Google <laughs> Hangouts hate sack. You know, it kind of, um, it's a nice comfort that this is also here. If all else fails, right. um, we can still be and come together. Yeah. And Emma, I think too, that like, um, out of this whole process, we've seen that nothing's going to keep us down for long. You know, Zach, you were saying, you know, it's just a pause and it really is only a pause. And even in this pause, Brittany, I know you've been talking about doing, you're like, this has just opened up like so many doors. <laughs> I have ideas. <laughs> it does. The, the, the highest um, creativity sprouts like mighty oaks from really troubled and turbulent yeah, times. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. I think this experience has, um, done actually weirdly almost the opposite almost the opposite it's there is a little void where it's like when will i get back on stage again but 
it's really opened up, like everybody said, this whole new avenue of theater and presenting things to people that I don't think was really thought about before. And there's so many different options open now that I'm actually like fueled to see what else we could do with this platform and maybe combining it with other things and seeing the different things that we're going to be able to create out of this. Yeah, I think it was it was never a question other than were you guys on board of do we move forward and come up with a way to do this? I mean, we didn't know the answers. We didn't know the technology. We're still learning the technology and the technology doesn't always do what it's supposed to. But yeah, to your point, Zach, I mean, we're we're not going away. We are not. Um, we're finding new ways of doing things. On Saturday, Sean Clerken will do his Director Emeritus Lecture on Facebook Live. Um, was it last weekend we did book club remotely? So, you know, we are determined at Drama Shop to continue to provide whatever programming we can. Um, yes, we had to cancel our final show. I will let you all know, creative team is actively having conversations about what else can we do? You know, how can we keep this going forward, keep what we do going forward and, and keep providing experiences for our community. So um, I don't know what that'll be or when that'll be, but we're not going away. So I'm not going away anyway. I'm determined to, to keep us going and, and lots of other folks behind the scenes at Drama Shop are, are right there with me too. So any other questions on Facebook, Nicole? Uh, yes, actually, uh, from hey. Deborah. Uh, Deborah Morve, is the science aspect of the show well explained in the script or did you consult with someone locally in order to make the physics sound authentic? So I ended up doing a weird deep dive into like what the actual science of the show was before before we even decided to go into um, live streaming as the final presentation of it. Um, And first of all, I think this show does a really good job of it's not about the science it the science is the the background for which everything happens um but it also it's not necessarily like watered down either like that is that is the astronomy of it there's cepheid stars um the pulsing that they do is is how henrietta levitt figured out how to measure the universe essentially um it took me a minute to understand like the word just words in general (laughs) i'm an art person i'm not a science person i still can't tell you how the period luminosity relationship works but i know that it exists Mm -hmm. um but the nice thing i think about it overall is like there wasn't anything that anybody couldn't learn or pick up i made sure that everything in the script was explained in a way that i could figure out i found plenty of like videos and like little articles and things um and and then at the end of the day the story isn't about the science it's about the human relationships that everyone has so if we had to struggle through figuring out how to say cepheid a couple times like <laughs> and other words and other, among other <laughs> words but, you know we struggled through that and then we got to we got to the point where it was like hey this is about henrietta's relationship with her sister with uh peter with you know the women in her office like they're that's what it ended up being about um but everything in the script um, is true to the science. It's not necessarily true to the history of uh, the actual actuality. Um, Henrietta never had a sister named Margaret. And, and far as I know, didn't fall in love with a man named Peter. Um, but Wilhelmina and uh, Annie are real people. Um, so there are real important women in this show. 
Um, and I honestly encourage everyone to look them up because the Harvard computers are just incredible women, yeah. like really, really cool. Yeah, and Lauren Gunderson has such a gift for taking both historical figures and elements of science and weaving them into stories in a way that, you know, it, it still feels authentic. It still feels true to the characters, but you don't feel like you need a, a PhD in physics to understand what's yeah. happening. Yeah. I certainly don't have one and I understood <laughs> what was happening. Yeah. That was the thing that one of the things that amazed me about her writing too, is how she will pick certain phrases or certain words and repeat them later on in the script when I say to, to Henrietta talking about um, something but being blind, and then later on, Henrietta says to Peter, you're the one who's blind. And then later on, there's so many things like that, so many words and phrases in the script that she ties together so beautifully. Yeah. It's just amazing. I love her writing. Yeah. And she's been doing a series of workshops on Facebook Live that I, I would encourage. Two of them, they're wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, if you're interested if you in yet. playwriting or process or anything, I mean, she's done a million different ones, and and I find myself watching them and and taking notes at times. I just um, and there's a reason that she's currently the most produced playwright in the country and has been for about four years now. So, and it's our first time doing one of her shows, which kind of is like. What have we been doing? You know? <laughs> well, I doubt it'll be the last time that yeah. we I think you're right about that. Show. We do have, uh, we have two more questions. If we have time for them, if not, we can jump on and do them in the comments. But what do you guys think? We have. Go for it. Go for I it. think we're good. All right. We got uh, Mr. Sean Clerkin. How would the stage version have been different? What would Brittany have added to the stage? Oh, that's a loaded question, unfortunately. <laughs> because, and the reason I say this is because I am primarily a visual artist, right? But when I was talking to Zach and I said, I would love to direct a show, Zach was like, stage reading, st st stage reading. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And he's like, no, no, stage reading. And I was like, okay, all right. So that means like nothing. So I actually like was, one of the things that I was really excited about was the challenge of me, someone who does too much all the time to do the limited amount of what I can do on stage of like, everyone was going to like sit down. Well, no, I was going to have everyone stand. I was going to have everyone at music stands and that was going to be it. That was going to be the show. Uh, maybe a little bit of projection, maybe, because that is also something that I do. But again, I was trying to like scale it back. Um, so I think I've actually done more for myself as a director doing it through this medium um, in term, not necessarily in terms of like the technical skills, because like that's something that's fairly, I think, pretty easy for me to do is like direct based off, off of the structure. So directing on stage, I could you know give a note of like, yeah, the person in the back can't understand what you're saying or whatever. And then in this medium, it's like, hey, treat the camera like a fellow actor so that you get that kind of response. Um, that's that's not really, I think, a challenge to me. The challenge was what was excellent was that I got the opportunity to be like, Hey, what does the text really say? What are these characters really into? What are they, what are they about in this op in this moment? Um, and that was really like refreshing for me. Cause I don't get that opportunity a lot in general. Cause I do a lot of um, like short based kind of me. I do a lot of things, but, but when I do like narrative work, a lot of it's short and a lot of it's film. And a lot of that means I show up day of, we shoot, we're done. I don't get an opportunity to be like, hey, what's this character feeling? What are they thinking? Um, and that was really fun and refreshing to me. Um, on the flip side of that, 
everyone did such an excellent job that I started to like envision what I would do if I was fully staging this whole thing. There would be a lot of projection and a lot of stars. Let me just say, that's kind of where I would land with that. Well, and I think that was something that we kind of talked about. You know, I, I always say with the staged reading, like use the minimum that you need to tell the story effectively. But Brittany, we talked, you know, from the moment I approached you about directing it, yeah. about incorporating projection. And the reason being that there are those moments in this show where they go from the laboratory at Harvard to the deck of an ocean liner. Yeah. And what would have been done by changing a projection from, you know, a laboratory setting to a, a starry ocean sky is now replaced by Robin's narration. So, yeah. you know, and I know we were always planning on having a certain level of narration, but I think you, you kind of amped up, um, in order to to make up for what what would have been visual cues otherwise so i think you gave robin a little more to, to do you would I not believe how many extra lines i have gotten <laughs> in the last month it was almost like every time she's like all right robin are you ready and i'm like oh okay <laughs> and yeah. i will say that's not unique to having a narrator in a stage reading you know I've, I've done it before nicole you've directed a stage reading before there's always that balance of like what are the stage directions that are that the audience needs, what do they not need? And that's always kind of a back and forth. I know, yeah, I think I sprung I... on you guys at the last minute, like, I think we need scene one, scene two. I think yeah. we need to delineate those in some way. Um, so there's there, were, I think, were little shifts like that, that things that maybe would have been, you know, lights down, lights back up, some, some very basic tech, um, that all, I think, kind of went out the window. Yeah. But, <laughs> but I, I think, not to the detriment of the show in any way. I think you've all found a way to make it work without that, it, it, which reminds me even more that our philosophy for staged readings can always be, what is the minimum that we need to tell the show? And now maybe the, the caveat of that is, what's the most effective way to do it on whatever medium we're telling the story? Anything That's else awesome. from Facebook? Uh, let's see. I think we have one more uh, question not related to the show from Adam Rossi. Uh, what has been everyone's favorite quarantine activity? This. The sh doing the show. This. <laughs> <laughs> it is show related. It's yeah. where we weren't fishing for that. But... <laughs> it's true. I've been binge watching ER. Sorry. Oh, nice. This has been enjoyable, but... <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you haven't been here every performance night when, right. when we started right. just going. Freddie, do you think you would have done, you do have costume pieces in this show. Do you think you would have done that in a staged reading or was that? No, my added? plan, my plan was to have everybody in white button ups and black skirts uh, aside from Annie and Peter who were going to have pants. Um, because Even though I thought. <laughs> Zach wanted a skirt. Um, because I just, I wanted to go with the simplicity of it. That was like, again, the challenge for me is scaling it back anything I do. Um, so I was really kind of being like, oh, what, 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 what is the minimum I can do? And then being like, what if I did this? I'd be like, no, no, no. <laughs> Let me do, just do white button ups, you know. Um, but we kind of ended up with that anyways, because I think it works really well. It's it for me, what I love about everyone being willing to do like white button ups um, and I, everyone's kind of found their little brooches that they really like, which is super fun. Um, but the thing I really like about it is it effectively the way everyone's cameras is set up and the way that everyone is dressed, we we've created like this blank slate for people to project their, their imagination. 
as people are telling the story. They can be like, oh, yeah, I can, you know, really see the, you know, observatory in the way that, you know, there's nothing else distracting on screen. So we've, we've given this opportunity for, for the audience to envision more, um, which I really, really like a lot. So I'll just ask everyone um, final thoughts. Like what, what will you take away from this production and this experience? Tech skills for sure. I mean, I've never <laughs> done this sort of thing and Brittany's been a great teacher. Um, so yeah, I got a new Zoom based skill set. <laughs> I'm definitely going to take away a whole new acting skill set that I never thought I had, not just acting in the box, which, you know, <laughs> we already said challenges, <laughs> but there, I mean, Brittany has pushed me in a direction with acting that I never really knew that I had, stripping myself and the things I do back a lot, um, a lot, a lot, a lot, and still making it a character and still making it me and still doing all that. So I'm definitely going to take away a whole new acting thing that I never knew or never thought I could do. Hannah? I'm taking away like so much gratitude at, at the auditions and, you know, that first rehearsal, Brittany set the tone for what she expected um, with her vision. Um, and so she's been able to follow that through. And because she was so clear and concise and gave such good direction, we as actors were able to, okay, rise to it and say, yes, okay, I can do that. Or I'm having trouble. How do I do this? I'm, it makes me so grateful for people who like really know what they're doing and have a passion for what they're doing. It like makes me so excited and just so, Bertie, I so appreciate you. <laughs> Emma, how about you? Oh, I definitely agree with that. Um, it's really nice to walk into a room and immediately recognize that somebody has the same passion yeah. and dedication and love for the one thing you've said, yes, I'm gonna do this, that you, it's like a kindred spirit. You immediately see it, you feel the aura, you know it. Um, and the other thing for me that's a huge takeaway that I think Lauren Gunderson so beautifully tied throughout the whole show is there's beauty in everything. There's an art to living. There's an art in life and acknowledging that, trying to see it, take every little piece that you can and fit together your own little puzzle that's just yours. Because there is, there's beauty and art in everything. Science, actual art, whatever. I think two things. The biggest thing with me is that no matter what character I've played over the years, that character always, a little bit of it stays in here for me um, and comes back around fond memory-wise every once in a while and lines from the show too that nobody else relates to that hasn't <laughs> known. But the other thing too is a little minor thing that I learned that I can speak in a Scottish accent without sounding Indian. <laughs> I learned Scottish, so hey, you know. Well done, well done. So, Char, you. how about you? Um, same Z's as what everybody else said, except for the Scottish accent part. Um, <laughs> I don't know. We all kind of took a crack at it. Yeah, we all, yeah, <laughs> did really well. I thought it's too fun not um, to. <laughs> the, I 
a new new friends, a new family, a new acting skill set. I'm still very new to acting and um, acting with my face <laughs> more <laughs> um, in this has, has certainly brought in a new skill set and just uh, an amazing, I don't know, just an amazing new family. Robin? Well, guys, take everything, why don't you? Yeah. <laughs> no answers I mean, for Robin. Sorry, you're on the bottom of my screen and I was just going down the screen. Okay. I'm sorry, not Ms. important. Sorry, Mr. Brady. Your <laughs> Zoom put you. It's nothing personal. Disagree. I think Robin is the most important person in this show because it's become she's become the rhythm of the way that we go through it. And and the thing about it is I threw a lot at Robin. I really did, including up to, <laughs> hey, you've got a new line and we're in the middle of tech week. Um, but I wasn't sure about how the narration was going to go. And the thing about it is I did want to include the narration because Lauren Gunderson's stage directions are well-written. Like they don't have to be, they're stage directions, (laughs) but they're still, they're still so they've got like a lyrical quality to them within the whole lyrical aspect of the entire show. And so that, that ask of me to say, Hey Robin, I need you to, to, embody that lyrical quality was a lot and it, it took everybody a minute too I think because we still weren't sure how that fit and and what what the rhythm of it needed to be but when we all finally found that groove Robin being that voice that leads us into the scene that sets the tone for everything and then becomes it becomes Robin becomes each character at some point because there are stage directions that that talk about action that the characters are doing that if in this medium we can't even do without we can't do like the my favorite one that Robin reads is when Henrietta and Peter kiss because you can't there's 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 no way to embody that within this medium. And I don't even know uh, if it would work on stage in a stage reading version either, because it's just, it's an action. It's like a thing that has, has to be done. It's not, it's not part of the experience. And, and it took, it took a minute, but when Robin found the way to read that, it becomes this like, yeah, this, like it takes your breath away. I remember it. I remember that first time because I was like, girl. Yeah, it's amazing. (laughs) I just, I, I, I just want to make sure that like I say there's any good things about Robin on air as I can because, (laughs) because it's, it's one of those things where she didn't even have to accept the role. She could have said, oh, I'm not playing an actual character. No way, Jose. I'm going to be out of here. And instead she took the challenge and rolled with literally everything I threw at her. Yeah. And has again become this voice of this show, and it's just—I'm it, so grateful. I really am. She's, she's turned the show itself into a character. Yes, <laughs> like seriously, the wow, the and the just mm-hmm. the the personality that you give the show is amazing. I totally agree. Yeah. Robin, Robin, Robin. <laughs> so, Robin. All of that said, original <laughs> question. <laughs> Uh, so aside from everything that was already said, you know, like, uh, the, the skill sets, because even being a narrator, it's like, no, you're not going to see me during the show. I had to learn how to set everything so that the people at home could feel like they were there. And of course the acting is a huge part of it, but you know, it's, it's a team effort. And so I'm like, what? 
<laughs> and so there was that and you know the friends and everything and you know we all I think just now at the end of this and with all of us going through a lot with the quarantine and we're doing it together and we're bonding through this I think more than just friends I think we all have a home together now you know I feel like drama shop is much more to me now than I really thought that it could or would end up being. Like by the end of this, I'm like, this isn't a one-time thing. I don't want this to be a one-time thing. I wanna keep coming back to drama shop. I wanna keep seeing these people and working these beautiful plays in whatever way that we can. This is it. Guys, it worked. We got it. It worked. We sucked one in. (laughs) Honestly, that that means a lot to hear. I really appreciate that. Brittany, you get the last word. Yeah, I mean, you're asking what I'm taking away from it, right? Yeah. I am taking away that there are people who are willing to roll with any punch, uh, which is really refreshing to me because I've had a lot of experiences in my artistic career of people not willing to go with punches. Um, I, for me, I feel like my work has become that, has become what can I do out of this situation? Um because I've had a lot of stuff like that happen to me and I've, I've learned to not be precious with ideas. Um, I, I feel like I've been successful in the last couple of years of embodying the kill your darlings. Like nothing, nothing is precious. Elena Manchester, like, yeah. like there's the, I, I, I've, I've learned from people that also do that a lot. Um, Elena Manchester and devised theater, like just uh, being able to be like, cool, this is an idea. Cool. Out the window. Um, but still finding those people that understand that and are willing to be a part of that. I've, I literally feel like I've been incredibly blessed by the exact right cast. And again, I know how to, I had a little bit of a hand in it, but like the people, everybody showed up. Like there's no way that I can cast from people that don't show up. So the people that showed up and then what we, what we've created since then is, is so, so incredible. And, and I'm so grateful to you, Zach, and Drama Shop for allowing me to do this because you could have said theater is on stage. You could have said this, we do storytelling in this way, but you said Drama Shop is different. And that is so, so amazing to me and the ability for me to be a part of that different because I've, I've always been on some level, but to be a part of that different with a community is just, it, it takes it takes me from feeling like I'm creating in the dark to I get to create with everybody here to tell a story that's important, that's poignant, that's relevant. Um, It's just a new experience for me, which is really, really nice. Um, And then what Hannah was saying earlier, like I've become so inspired. I have, I have, have taken so much away from this show in terms of the possibilities of what the future holds for my work for theater, for the way that people can come together to tell stories. Like I knew those opportunities were there, but I didn't know if people would be willing to take that chance because I've been thinking about stuff like this for years. I have, I really have. But, but the minute that I got the actual opportunity and people showed up, the audience showed up to say, Hey, this show is worth spending my, my afternoon, my evening for, I'm going to tune in. I'm going to legitimately take the time and be there in a in a time when it's hard to be there 
it, it really is. Um, it, that that inspires me on such an it makes me so excited to know that there's people willing to show up to be a part of the process to watch the final product to give ideas for new process for new ideas for new creativity like i i i know i keep saying this to like literally everyone who listen but like i'm so inspired the opportunities are endless i have like 30 ideas right now that i'm like cool i'm gonna do this next thing y'all are in right like that's that's where i'm at and and i know that that's such a positive way to look at things in such an uncertain time and i and i try to be as you know logical as i can like i really do because i understand that things are I mean, this is not the optimal show. This is not the optimal show we're doing. But it became the perfect show for what it was, for what it needed to be, and for what I was able to uh, gift and be gifted. It became that perfect show. And I can't help but be positive. Everyone's done such an excellent job. I, I never felt like we were struggling in the way of how are we going to do this? It was the normal acting struggles of like, hey, I'm, I don't know what this word means or, hey, this scene isn't quite working. Um, so that was just like, I can't help but be positive there. And then the fact that every performance I get to, I get sucked in I and I get to be inspired and I get to go, this isn't, this isn't the end. This is the beginning. And that just, <laughs> that's all. I mean, I've taken away so much. Everyone's gifted yeah. me so much. I'm so blessed. I really am. Yeah. I think theater is anytime we can gather together with an audience and tell a story, that's theater. And that's what we're going to keep doing in, in whatever medium, in whatever situation we're in, we're going to keep doing that. So I just want to once again thank all of you for for rolling with this very unconventional production. Um, yeah, kudos to you. Um, I did see one of the messages on Facebook where I think it was Dan Bainbridge said he wished that he could have applauded at the end of the performance. So know that when you take your curtain call at the end of the performance that that we are applauding, if not physically, emotionally, we are applauding and and supporting your performance. Um, and I also want to give a huge shout out and a thank you to our audience members because Brittany, you raise a great point. They are, we didn't know if they'd watch or not, right? Yeah. <laughs> and they are watching. And so thank you for watching. Thank you for, for logging in. Thank you for continuing to support Drama Shop with your donations, with your t-shirt and script purchases, which by the way, are going out in the mail this week. So uh, thank you for, for supporting Drama Shop in that way during this time. And uh, we're going to keep rolling and keep going. So, Nicole? Yeah, and thank you for everybody who always tunes in and listens to Drama Shop's, uh, our official podcast, Shop Talk. We do have all of our episodes now available on uh, Spotify, if you listen there, or if you listen to Apple Podcasts. Those are all there, and they're all listed, too, on the website, dramashop.org. We are sponsored this season by Gannon University's Schuster Theater. So huge shout-out to them, and thank you so much to everything that they're doing, uh, Gannon and Elena Manchester and the stuff that they're working on. I know they have some stuff to decide and go into the, the summer and the fall too. So just like all the theaters in Erie that support us and we're here to support them uh, as soon as we're all back together again, because we will be. Yeah, thanks again to all of you for joining us. Thank you. And Thank you. I'm glad to see you're all doing well. I'm so grateful for everything that you've done to support Drama Shop. Break a leg, Thank you. Thank you. All right, folks, have a good night. Have a good night.